Hey y'all. Did y'all miss us? Welcome back to Black Girl Manifest Podcast. It's me. I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I am rich. I am that bitch. Brittany, what's up? And it's me, Anika. I'm pregnant. I'm big. And I'm <laughs> this shit. <laughs> but I'm glad to be back. Yes. I missed everybody. I miss you especially. I miss your face. Not like we didn't talk, but like I miss seeing your face every week. Yeah, this was different. This was like some routine bonding, and I definitely missed that. Yeah. Miss talking to the peoples. Yeah, I, I will say I definitely did need a break though. Yeah, because I I was having some burnout. Yeah, at the time, but now I'm kind of like, okay, time to come on back. We know y'all missed us. Yes. How are you? I am doing well. Hmm. Little nesting, you know. Little nesting has started. The nesting has started. But I just want to let everybody know that <laughs> this is a little graphic, but Ooh, why nobody tell you when you get pregnant and your belly starting to get big, your whole vagina hurt? Ooh, we is achy. Achy as a motherfucker, like, ooh, we. I guess it's just a whole human sitting on top. Like, I live here, bitch, for now. But if somebody had asked me, like, pregnancy does hurt. I didn't know it, it hurt. It, it hurts. Just in case I was wondering. So I wonder, like, okay, so give me uh, how pregnancy feels in your 30s. Because I was, mm. every pregnancy I've had was in my 20s. So I'm excited to. Girl, <laughs> the geriatric side of pregnancy. <laughs> The girls take long to get that big ass laugh out. <laughs> the girls are supposed to be having babies in their twenties, as quiet as kept. Okay, but all right, mentally I'm I'm more prepared in my thirties, but it just feels like y'all know, like in your thirties, your knees and stuff start cracking. That's that's something in the thirties I was not prepared for. Like my shit is like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. But okay. So why then would it be a good idea to add a belly on top of Tin Man when you already starting to break down? So just it's layers like an onion. You know what I'm saying? Your knees cracking. You add a belly, and shit just hurts way more. I don't know. I don't know. Just go in and change the spark plugs. God damn. And these spark plugs ain't been changed. I need to. I need. I can't wait to get a tune up after this. (laughs) Tune me up. <laughs> you you getting your tune up in uh in Dominican Republic? I'm getting my tune. I cannot wait for this tune up. I wish I could see that W she had prepared. She couldn't even get it out, baby. Oh, you can <laughs> you you cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> so so if you haven't had a child in your thirties, live your life. But I would err on the rich auntie side of caution. Just stay on that side and 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 i people have told me that and you just gotta do what you want to do but i mean you gotta see for yourself and i'm not complaining because i haven't had a hard pregnancy at all but just with the age i think and just things are just you know it's a little different so it's it's not a walk in the park it's definitely a sacrifice but if you 30 I'm going to say 32 or above and, you know, 
not married or no prospects, go get you a fur coat and go spend your money on other shit. Don't worry about this. Okay? Not 32. That girl said. I'm just saying, if you ain't really close to finding that family that you think you want, then just go ahead and don't worry about it. Just be the rich auntie. Save your money. Save your belly. Save your bike. Save your back. Well. How, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was quite a description. But it's also fair to say that you don't have anything to compare it to. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. This has just been very incredible. Because I feel like for the longest time, like you knew I was pregnant and you could see my belly, but I really don't feel like I started looking that pregnant woman until towards the middle of my third trimester. That's when it was like, okay, that's not just a fat girl. That's a pregnant belly and it's pretty hard and protruding. Like that's when it looked apparent that it's obvious that you're pregnant. So, yeah. Fun times. But anyway, like again, how you doing? I'm good. You're not pregnant? I'm not pregnant. I made it through. Where's Where's my cup? All right, cheers. I made it through 2020 unscathed with pregnancy. Uh, I did start the top of my year with a scare, and uh, I'm good. I came out on the other side clean. You know, goes in the wash dirty, but it, oh, bitch, I came out clean. Okay. <laughs> I just got a bad view of going in the wash. Okay. Anyway. I. Uh, I have no desire to have any more babies. I would just rather be the TT who sends you, you know, your mama don't give you sugar, but when you come over here, oh, bitch, we having Fruit Loops, pancakes with artificial syrup. Uh, we having all the sugar you want, and then I'm going to send you back home to your mama. And then I'm going to block your mama because she's going to be mad at me. Ooh, that made my eye twitch. Ooh. A little bit. Anika just does not seem to remember y'all when she took it upon herself to buy my children a 1500 piece art set. I'm not lying. Nika, it showed up in my Facebook memories the other day and I wish I would have took a, a screenshot and sent it to you. It was 15 goddamn pieces, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were getting there. They were able to express themselves through art. You know what I'm saying? I will say that both of my children can draw. So thank you, TT. But like, <laughs> they're three and four, man. Like, why do they need it? Oh, girl. We so, kind of her surprise. time is coming. It's been a long time coming, like Sam Cook said. <laughs> but a change gonna come, and her change is coming, okay? I'm bringing, I'm bringing the 1500 uh, art set to the birth. Hello? I'm gonna embrace that. Just don't. My problem would be the sugar. That's the problem. I don't want. I'm make sure I got plenty of batteries. All the toys that make noise. Okay, now, hold now, 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 hold up now. I'm put a little K-roll syrup in her uh her breast milk bottle. This all the time for your mama. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. My mom was like, she don't have a lot of toys. I was like, she don't need them. She can't even play. What is she talking about? But I realized, like you know, she you know. I just, I, I just hate that clutter look like I just had a baby and shit all over the living room in a playpen here. Like, why we can't keep it, like, still, like, clean and cute? But I realize, like, all that shit pretty much goes out the window when you have a child that needs to be entertained. 
Listen, uh, over here laughing and three children, okay? Stay the rich auntie. All right. Stay the, hey, 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 take it from us. Stay the rich lesbian auntie. Oh, that part too. Take your trips with your rich wife. Y'all live in D.C. Y'all got a nice town home. You know, you both drive nice cars that you don't really drive too much because, you know, you take public transportation sometimes after the week because you don't live too far from the capital because that's where you work, you know. You know, do do those rich auntie things. You know, go to Peru just because it's Wednesday. You know, do that. If I could go back, I would be the rich lesbian auntie and be living my best life. No, I cannot actually come to Thanksgiving dinner. Me and my wife are going to Norway. See, I don't want to commit to being, I don't want to commit. I just want to be the rich auntie. And sometimes she's a lesbian, sometimes she ain't. That's the type of auntie I mean. At least she's going to commit. Sometimes she's Listen, I just want to have a good time. But that's okay. We're going to pause the good times for a few months and we're going to get back. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on pause for a second. <laughs> Hold my baby. I will say, like, if I was a rich uh, lesbian, my significant other would you know be the young MA type the young what oh MA yeah not like kind of MA type young MA that girl (laughs) (laughs) you know though that's my type of lesbian even today when I see him as a married heterosexual woman I'm like hmm she's attractive okay she can get these jobs Listen, yeah. they right. sitting here and I folded them for you, or do you want me to throw them at you? But that's another topic for another. All right, day. all right. Don't, we didn't even say that, y'all. We didn't. We're edit that out. So we don't really even have like a a theme for today or a topic. We just kind of wanted to talk about the stuff we've been doing over our break and how things have been going. Do a little pop culture. Do a little news. Do a little. What we've been watching on TV, life updates. So besides baby, do you have any other life updates? Um, no. No. Not that I'm really sure. Hopefully I'll have some soon. Okay. Well, I started a new job. Yay! I got out of that shitty job I was telling y'all about before we took a break. And I'm actually working at Planned Parenthood. And it's, I like, you know what? I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I was learning about the perks and the benefits that we have today and just doing a little training and do they get free abortions? For the employees. Oh it was something that way. (laughs) I thought maybe it came in the benefits package. Girl, I don't know. Oh, okay. I do know I do like that they have um it's teaching me a lot about the LGBTQIA community, all the things that I thought I knew. Uh, I'm learning a lot more, and I like how they're all inclusive on just everybody. Like, if you have this body part that's going to reproduce a baby, even though you may be a transgender male, come in for an abortion or come in for this, come in for STD treatment, come in for that. I like that it has that, and it's I feel like the world needs more of that. They they need a safe place. So all the stuff that I thought I knew, 
um it's just kind of like oh no i didn't i, I didn't know that mm. and so it's kind of uh helping me helping me be more of an advocate and uh, and just like reading some of it is just like yeah like did i have i always love to say that i was an advocate or an ally but it's just like sometimes like you don't know and sometimes you do have a little bit of a bias mm -hmm. even though you you call yourself being an ally and it just makes me check myself at the door like every everybody every single person deserves to have affordable health care um and be seen and i feel like this should not be something that is up for debate it's a human right to have health care and i will say like learning more about the insurance side insurance can be a fucking scam and it's just is what it is but i like that they have avenues and ways for people to if you cannot afford to get an abortion they have assistance for you to get an abortion i've heard i've saw um you know tiffany um alicia the budgetista i saw that she posted something um sometime last week and one of the it was like about medical bills and it was like 25 you know acts when you get your medical bill ask for an itemized version because 25 percent of what they bill you for is unbillable yeah. Uh, that's like a huge chunk of a bill. Like you can knock off a fourth of your bill just because they just billing you for shit. And you people are really paying for that. Like it is a that's scammerific. It is, and it's just um, it is it, it's really scamming. And then just looking at some of people's like deductibles and how much they have to pay out of pocket or how much. You know, it's the beginning of the year, so like people haven't met the deductibles yet, and you're looking at a person who needs this assistance, and no, your insurance is not going to pay for it because we're only going to pay for you to have a medically needed abortion. You can't, you you gonna have to have this baby, like y'all so pro-choice, or is it is it? Am I using that right? Pro-life. Pro, pro y'all so pro-life. Then once the baby gets here. You, you mad at the mama because the mama needs resources. Well, she didn't want to have the baby in the first damn place, you know? And so then what they'll say is they go back to, well, you shouldn't have never laid down without protection. Okay, we're past that. Yeah. Everybody fucking without protection at this point. Yeah. So it happens. So many people are not pregnant, not because they were being careful, but just the luck of the draw. Yeah. I saw somebody so, say, sorry, go ahead. Not to cut you off. No, you go ahead. I saw somebody say one time, like, if you're homeless and you're pregnant, your priorities are out of order. So, what? Sir, I needed to get some sex on. I just didn't know. So, I can't have hooks because I'm homeless? Right. In this or it could be a situation where, you know, somebody's kicked her out of a home or she's been with an abuser and doesn't have anywhere to stay, like... Y'all have got to get your motherfucking mouths off of people in their lives and mind your own goddamn business. Like, seriously. But I, I can guarantee you that was somebody who said that towards a, a woman that was homeless. I can't see nobody yeah. saying that towards a man. Yeah. Was it a homeless yeah. woman? Okay. Yeah, it was a homeless you know, woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. It was, a, it was a homeless woman. So, like, I really enjoy working, you know, for... Parenthood, it's 
it's been an eye opener and it's a lot more than abortions. It's like uh, mammograms and STD treatments, cancer screenings, um, birth control. It's, it's, I like it. I like it a lot. Y'all, Lennox is getting in trouble. Okay. Yes, that dog is bad as hell. So, what you been watching, girl? What you been? What's? Uh, do you want to talk about these white folks storming the Capitol, or are we over that? Y'all, 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 stupid. All right. <laughs> Get it out, Brittany. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I just what makes me so irritated about the whole shit was that it was. I feel like they was invited to the Capitol, and then they decided that the same people that they would willingly lock up if 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 it was us decided to say, "Hey, we need your help find these people." Guess what? If Jacob lived in my backyard, as much as I don't give a, as much as I would like him to be accountable for what he did at the same time, I'm not about to help the FBI. Y'all figure y'all shit out because y'all had intelligence to prevent all this shit from happening. So do your fucking job and go get your cousins in them because that's who the fuck did it. Don't come out on, on Twitter or nowhere else or, you know, social media asking nobody for no help. Help you. Ain't you the FBI? You want me to help you? But if it was my black ass, you wouldn't need no help. Right. I got a problem with that. Yeah, I did. I didn't like that at all. Like, why y'all y'all are tweeting? Y'all could be there catching them. Or you could have just. Here's an idea. Here's one. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. What's the idea? Could have had enough police, sis. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Why would Bro, we? Do okay, that? my bad. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? We wouldn't. Okay then. Okay. So your point is to avoid. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid ass ideas I got. Girl. Yeah, y'all showed your ass. And then, oh, Brittany, I listened to an episode of, I started listening to the Daily Mail after you put it up there. I think that's what it's called, Daily Mail. Yes, they break it down so seamlessly for, you know, us little pea-sized brains who don't know shit about politics. So, the thing about that is, I listened to one episode as I was on my walk this past week. Uh-huh. I was listening to them interview a lot of people um, that were Trump supporters. What they had to say about the um, storming of the capital and when i say peace size my head was hurting as i was on my walk like i'm just looking i'm I'm trying to listen and just have a neutral face but i'm looking i know people are like what the fuck you listen to i'm like how does this even make sense like people i need you to go listen to that i should have asked you to listen to that before they were giving so many excuses like oh well i think i listened to that one i had to scratch my head like okay so you you pretty much they some of people are were like, yeah, I voted for him. This is why I voted for him. But maybe I wouldn't do it again. And then yeah. some people were like, I voted for him, but I wouldn't storm the Capitol necessarily. We're not the same people. And also everybody that was there didn't necessarily storm the Capitol. I'm like, 
what if you was there you you might at this point this is how i look at it if you support trump i feel like you supported all of that shit because how is there like a divide between his group now because at the end of the day the same person incited the shit so you just couldn't make it but then don't try to be so different like you know one lady was trying to say she judges everybody now based on who she thinks they voted for. And I can kind of see that in this climate, like you looking, because I think we all kind of do the same, like, but I mean, life goes on. But them Trump supporters, they just own some real uneducated, um, one lady said she got all her information from, what's that, Parlor? That's where she got all her shit from. Y'all really taking everything from social media and not doing your own research? Y'all dumb as fuck seriously yeah so i didn't even know about parlor until like daily mail broke it down i was like okay parlor is something that is more um they don't have any community guidelines like twitter has and so but it's more of something that republicans use so they could that's that's how they scheduled that whole meetup thing yeah and there was actually a I can't remember if this was the same episode I was listening to, but uh, we're talking to a lady. Uh, actually, no, I was listening to MSNBC, and the lady was saying how she joined a group on Facebook um, to see, like, how after after this instance with the Capitol happened, because they were planning to do this again. And Facebook took 48 hours to shut the group down, but in that 48 48 hour time period it had gotten to 100,000 members so then once they took took it down those same people went to another platform to try to you know organize again on it's just it's I just don't understand like how you have that what about this man is like mentally like I don't get it I don't get it that and that's the only thing I could think of is hate that's the only thing y'all all got in common is hate. Otherwise, there's nothing else about him that's so great that you feel like you got to take up and follow this man. It's hate. That, that's one place where he has been consistent. He ain't even built the wall, y'all. He said he was telling y'all he was going to build. So, I mean, it's just about, it, it got to be about hate. I don't see what else it's about. I saw a tweet that says, said, I just be confused by racism because how you going to hate me because my, my, my skin black? Like, I don't get it. I've always been confused by racism. Like, why are you mad at me because my skin, I can't, I can't do shit about my skin being black. And even if I could, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shit else but black. But you know what? I think it goes beyond that. I think it's not more so I'm mad at you. It's more so I'm better than you. But you're not. Because, no, it's definitely not. But it, it, it goes beyond, like, I'm just mad. It's like, I'm better than you and I'm looking at you this way and you don't deserve you, you it's more like you you like peasants to us so I'm just gonna pretend like you're not here I and when I do get along and I do something nice to you I gotta tell somebody about it yeah because I did a good thing or when you know I support your business or you know do something for you and you don't perform to my standards it's well I was trying to support a black business and da 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 da. Okay, but when you take your fat ass, white ass to Cracker Barrel and uh, Sue Ann Kelly, Rebecca ass, that's one name, 
fuck up your green beans because she was back there fucking her brother, you don't get mad at her. <laughs> Damn. Because that's why what that bitch will fuck up some green beans trying to fuck on her brother. Like, you put too much vinegar in this. It's nasty. <laughs> but you know what I will say? We do that a lot, too, and I've seen that more from us than from them. And it pisses me off so bad, and it's like, yep. y'all want to support black business, but black business, we know that there's a plethora of areas that, you know, growth needs to happen in black business, and the first area being customer service, right? We know that. But I just like, you know, rather than, you you might choose, you know, I'm not going to shop there anymore, but unless somebody did something super egregious, it's just hard for me to go on a on a platform and just like degrade a black business. Um, yeah. Because as many times as you've had to stand in line, I've stood in line at Walmart for like 20, 30 minutes. Imagine standing in line that long just to buy something and they ain't give you no discount. Right. How many times they fucked up or people was rude to you and you still continue to go back? Why? Why? As soon as it's black, you like, not nah, we turn it down. It ain't perfect. I don't like it. I'm telling. I don't like, I don't like that. That's anti-black. Well, you know, let people tell the, uh, well, I stayed in line at Walmart for 45 minutes for my three items because Walmart is convenient and it has everything that I can get at one time. No, it's not a convenience. It's inconveniencing you actually because they have three cashews. You're standing in line for 45 minutes. And how is, how is it a convenience to you? And I will say that I have been guilty of when I was younger and dumb and didn't know no better. I'm following everything, every following everything everybody else did, I've been guilty of saying things about black businesses as well. But now I'm knowledgeable and I know better. I know, hey, let me go to the owner and say, hey, I was, you know, not like, okay, so I bought something from, from Etsy a couple of days ago. And um, this, it's a black shop owner. And so I let it sit for a couple of days and I finally reached out today and said, hey, like, um, before leaving a review, because it was time to leave a review, for the item. But what I did instead of leaving a nasty ass review is I went to the owner and said, Hey, um, my order has been kind of sitting in pre-shipment for a couple of days. I just want to see that, make you aware of that. I kind of need this item in a timely manner because it was needed for something. Could you help me in the being of assistance? Owner didn't even know. She was like, I, the same day you ordered it, I went ahead and I sent it in. Um, let me check with USPS and I promise you I'll get back to you today. And she did. She got back with me today. Like all it takes is communication. Like you don't have to blast it. These just how just how white businesses they, they make their money and trying to build a legacy and trying to build wealth for their family is the same for black family. I mean black owned businesses as well. Like we don't have to shit on each other and bring each other down, but it's so easy and it's so simple and that's the easy way out because you want some fucking attention. You want some attention because you went to the hot wing place and okay, I will say I went to Ching's the other day. If y'all don't know, Ching's is like a hot wing place here in Memphis, right? And Ching's is very popular. And so I ordered from Ching's and I did leave Ching's a bad review because of how I was treated when I got there. Um, I ordered wings. They told me it was going to be 20, 15 minutes. I waited 30 minutes to go pick my food up. I was on a lunch break, by the way. So go pick my food up. I've given you an additional 15 minutes on top of the 15 minutes you said you needed. I go and pay for my food, looking for her to give me my food. And she was like, it's not ready. I said, oh, 
So then what I realized is you waited for me to come here and pay for my food until you make my food, okay? You cannot do that. You should not do that. I can't say you cannot. You should not do that to people on a lunch or break. Or let them know, like, hey, we start your food. You know, let me know so I can make a decision on how I want to actually spend my lunch break. Right, or, hey, like, here go my car number six, so you can give my shit when I get there. So I get to Ching's, and then guess what? I wait an additional 15 more minutes. So I've waited a total of 45 minutes in total for you to give me my food. So then magically is I'm going to go in, I request a refund. Oh, your food rate. Oh, I said, can I have a refund? Because I've been waiting for 45 minutes. She gives me the refund. And then guess what? There goes magically there goes my food. Oh, do you want your food or not? No, you've given me a refund. No, I don't want it. When is the refund going to be processed? Oh, you got to wait three to seven days. The fuck I do? The fuck I do? No, I'm not for chicken. I'm not waiting three to seven days for you to process my order for chicken. So I ask, talk to the owner. Well, that's just how we do it. Okay, don't worry about it. Keep the chicken. Get my car back. And I will never patronize this business again. As much as I love chains, I'll never come back. Because how you, how you treated me. I mean, yeah. Not to say that, you know, black businesses don't deserve any type of constructive criticism or, you know, you might not choose to shop there. It's just that I just see a lot of people going out of their way to do that to black businesses, but I just don't see it for the corporations because we just kind of let them slide. I'm like, no, they're the ones that can handle the losses. Right. You know, a couple bad reviews of black, I mean, small businesses out. Right. You You don't shut their whole business down. Yeah. But um, what I've been watching, um, hmm, I have a couple good shows here, and shout out to my brother for putting me on these two shows. Um, you watched it, I think. What was it called? The the not the awakening, the um, not the overcoming. It came on um, ah, was it on Showtime? No, it was on HBO. It was on HBO. Oh, uh, 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 damn, what's that show called? Yeah, I don't know why I want to call it The Awakening with Nicole Kidman. Hold on, I'm looking it up now. Let's take a brief intermission. It is called... Well... The Undoing. The Undoing. The Undoing. So I, I watched that. That's a really good show. I would suggest anybody to watch if you just really... I like I like dr- drama. Yes, I like sir. drama. I, I really like... That's my favorite category. Um, and then Your Honor is really good. Like, it's to the point where I'm just holding my forehead watching it like, girl, what is you about to fuck up now? That's a really good show. It's a little stressful. Brittany, if you get a chance to get somebody showtime, that's a really good show. Okay. Um, is it gonna give me anxiety? I mean, watching it because it's just so tense. It's just like you just see the characters do stuff, and you like you fucking up. So in that sense, not that you can actually relate to, because you can't relate to shit on there, but just the fact that how they choose to move about it, just is like, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I really like Bridgerton. I know a lot of people weren't a fan of the mixed couples and everything but it was a cute little series to watch to get us through i actually started out trying to watch the crown and i don't know how you hoes got through the crown but i just i don't see it 
it is so it's just like why would it's just so and I think that's why I could enjoy Bridgerton because I'm like okay it's brown people in here I can make it through the crown I just I mean what was just so boring in real life ain't no ain't no brown people gonna be in it it's real life what that's understandable but I'm just saying to even hold my attention I'm trying to watch it and get the what's going on because is that like princess diana type of stuff is that what that's based on queen elizabeth's life yeah elizabeth okay i'm a little little behind there okay i've tried i can't do the crown i I just i would like to but i just ain't able to do it um then what what else have i watched i watched this horrible movie called pieces of a woman don't watch that shit i don't even um, Pieces of a Woman. That's the movie about a home birth gone wrong. Oh, and you then, told me about that shit, and I, I decided I wasn't gonna watch it. And don't. I mean, it's just I don't even know how I started watching it. Just that was a bad idea. But I'm, it's it's mentally I'm over it now. Mm-hmm. But um, I even talked to my midwife about it. And she kind of looked at me like, "Girl, why would you watch that?" But she explained it. She said they, you know, had a conversation. The midwives in the area had a conversation about that movie because a lot of people would have been concerned about it. So she did mention that, you know, she mentioned that the 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 gist of that movie is no matter what happens, if when when you know a woman has a loss of a child, she has to have somebody to blame it on. And that's just the bottom line. Like, whether it's legit or not, for grief purposes, she needs somebody to blame. And she said, you know, in this field, if that's me as the midwife, I'm already knowing that I'm responsible. Like, whether it's my fault or not, that's something that I just got to deal with. And I thought that was a very mature way of her summing that up. So, anyway. And I started Snowfall. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, I haven't been feeling like dealing coke lately, so I'll go back to that later. <laughs> but tonight, yes, snowfall is my am- shit. Are are you on season two? I finished snowfall in three days. No, I've been done with it for a minute. <laughs> I'm done with it. I love like when it first came on. Uh, car was watching it. And I was not interested in it. And then uh, for some reason, I kind of got bored with watching everything else. And then I started, I was like, let me give it another chance. Oh, and season three, bitch. Woo, like season uh, uh, season two is good. First of all, all the seasons of Snowfall are good. And I wanted to watch it so I could watch the new season with him. Because <clears throat> I I realize that's how we bond is watching TV. Um, so it's good. It's it's good. It's good. It, it is good. I just um I don't know why I took a break. I like I do it. it I think I got to like episode three or four because I started watching it first, and then John picked up on it, and when he likes something, he just take off with it. But then I, I never get back to it. I'm like, um, okay. I don't know why I talk, you know. But I said I was gonna watch it in my slow time, but I haven't I haven't gotten back around to that yet. So I don't know. But I am gonna watch a documentary tonight. I was told to watch on Netflix called Crack. 
Oh, the documentary? Yeah, the documentary. Oh, yeah. Did you see me post about that on Instagram? I didn't. Oh, you gonna be mad. Oh, I kind of know, like, you know, how crack was introduced and everything, but I can't wait to sit and just, after this, I'm just gonna get in the bed. I'm not even talking about the introduction. I'm just talking about the, the justice system. Let's 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 do a. I wish we could. Does anybody know like a, a criminal justice person that we can talk to about stuff like this? Like this, I would love to talk to somebody who's like a criminal justice, a black criminal justice person. Attorney side of things or police inside or anyway. On the who side? Of, like the law, not the police. No, because fuck the police. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the mood. Always. Um. But yeah, uh, let's you watch that and let's 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 talk about that later. Cause okay. I was pissed. <laughs> was what? I was pissed. Okay. I was pissed. All right, I'll be pissed to myself tonight. What else have you has that all you been watching? Um oh oh bitch. And what <laughs> The Housewives, the Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm late, but I'm in the party. These hoes have lost their mind. I'm not going to go into them one by one, but out of all the Housewives, I think, hands down, my favorite, no matter what, is just Karen. I just don't know why. At first, I didn't really care for her because she was just so extra with the grand dame, but it's something about her that I'm just not even necessarily can relate to, but I just like how she just how shady she is sometimes and just how she don't choose to be that messy. Like she can be, but not like them. I, I like Karen. I don't care. Yeah. That's my girl. And I like Monique up until this last season. I don't dislike her, but I just, I still like her. Um, I just wonder when she found out about all that stuff with the pastor. Baby, baby. Was it like was it recent, recent, recent? Cause sounds she sounds like she had been holding on to it. And her husband was very pissed about the rumors that were going on. Okay, let's just do a little bit of a spoiler alert right here. Spoilers if you have not watched Real Housewives of Potomac. So I saw uh the lady that some lady who was talking to Jamal at the time was saying that Giselle put all this you know, a front on for TV so she could have a storyline. She could have something to talk about. But I mean, like, even if you really think of, if, I mean, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense because Jamal was not around. At um, all. Like, how do you miss your flight for something that I'm, I'm asking you to take pictures with our children? You, you show that you don't make that a priority. That's not something that's important to you. Um, then when I ask you about being serious, like you kind of just like shrug it off a little bit. I don't, uh, it, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense it because makes- their interaction with each other didn't show anything besides right. co-parenting. I wasn't getting anything else. I was like, right. maybe she more into it, but even it just didn't seem like, I'm like, ain't no way y'all fucking, I mean, maybe, but it just, I'm not getting those vibes. And even the kids felt weird about it. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. To me, it didn't sound, it didn't, it didn't seem like a woman who was, um, 
in love or wanting to get the love back or you know trying like even every time he let her down it didn't seem like that like because if you look at the you know past seasons where um her and what was his name samuel no not uh what was his name? the guy from season two yeah they were supposed to go to candace and uh, his wedding together and she was more upset about him not showing up to the wedding than she was about Jamal not showing up to take pictures she, she really liked him yeah so it makes sense but I will say like her taste in men is just not like you are a pretty girl you are a pretty woman like you could you could have anybody if you wanted to and you just kind of it, it just seems like she kind of goes for these subpar men like I don't know what they're doing in their real life but they just don't seem to be hitting on nothing. She she seems like she goes she because her pretty like I can't remember who said that on 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 one of the shows I think it was Wendy that said that Giselle has a classic pretty girl syndrome where she doesn't really have to try much. So I feel like she thinks that's enough to get her through, but then real really ends up going for guys that don't really be into her beyond that. Yeah, they just into that pretty. And they want to, oh, I saw something that was perfect, a perfect explanation today. It said, men, you should actually date women you like instead of dating women that look good on you to impress other men. Right. Yep. I've seen that so many times. Like, that's because a lot, that's a lot of how men operate. Like, right. you know, date who you actually like and not who right. looks impressive. Right. I've seen, uh, and then, you know, the the argument I saw was like, you know, well that that can go for women. Like, stop dressing up to 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 show off to other women. Well, y'all, they go to show y'all don't know women at all because I don't dress up for none other bitch. I dress up because I like I, all the women I know dress up because they like to actually dress up and look nice. And when you go out and see other women, it's like, oh, girl, I I love to give a black woman a compliment. You look nice. It's not for anybody else this this what y'all doing y'all dressing up y'all y'all picking women who look aesthetically pleasing to you to impress another nigga and that's why y'all keep passing around the same industry women all the time because they look nice to other it it, it looks it feels good to you to have this person because and somebody all, else wants it and a lot of those industry women all fit the same type of mold because have you ever looked at somebody before you knew who it was and, and thought it was somebody else, but then looked at them like, all oh, y'all starting to look the same. Yep. You either look no. like, they either look like Kim Kardashian or Nicki Minaj. Yep. That's the look. You know, we're going to do the nose. We're going to like the hair wig. So it's like, this could be Cardi, Nicki, uh, Kim. It's all that same type of look that everybody's going for. Yep. Absolutely. But whatever. But yeah, Potomac was yeah. You got any more spoilers for the? You got anything else to say? I like Potomac. Ashley. I don't say what nobody got to say. I I've like Ashley season five this season. This season I did. I could like Ashley. I like her. I like. I like Ashley early, like second season. I liked her. First season she was a bit much. Second season I liked her because I was like she just gonna tell it how it is, and I like that. And then I think it was season four where she. No, maybe season three when she when she went back and talked about Monique having those drinks. I didn't think that was cool because when she went back to Robin, I was like, so 
okay, whatever. That's when I started not liking her. But season five, I do like Ashley. But one thing I don't like about Ashley, <sighs> that damn Michael, that damn Michael, I cannot oh, deal with that. Baby. Because I want Ashley just to go ahead. I mean, I know she's, I don't know if she's currently pregnant or if she's had the baby yet. Maybe she is still pregnant. I can't tell, but um, I need her to let Michael go. Michael is a piece of shit. He's just, you know, he likes men and he's, you too old to be playing around with me as if I'm not a one third of your age and look way better than you and have anybody the fuck I want to with these uh, non-melanated ass children we made. <laughs> Dean. Is she a fourth of his age? I think a 16th. Really? Please not be a 16th because he can't even be <coughs> living. Michael's just too old for the shit he put up with. And it, and all the shit that he gets accused of is along the same path and she just be like... And in my mind, I'm like, do you really believe he didn't do that or are you just putting on for us? Because something in your spidey senses would tell you that that's got to be full of shit. That's, that'd be my problem with Ashley, but that's her marriage. That's her life. Um, I did not, I think I told you I didn't like when Wendy, when they had that little um, thing at Monique's house. And I, I do like Wendy. I didn't like when Wendy called Ashley, not trying to call her out about her leaving her baby. I mean, her bringing her baby just because she made sacrifices to keep her baby there. Like I can understand, you know, the feeling. But I ain't appreciate her lashing out at Ashley like that. I was like, mm, girl, okay, you need something to deal. You got you got to deal with your stuff. So I thought that wasn't cool. But I do like Wendy. I thought she was cool to add on. Um, I, I like when I don't like Wendy. I think Wendy is very pretty. But I think that's all she's offering. Um, I did like to see the relationship between her and her mom because you don't I, I like to see that somebody Nigerian is on TV I, I did like to see like more of the culture and all that kind of stuff but I just don't feel like I feel like she put her she had a, a lot of opinions about stuff she didn't know about um and it's okay to but don't be open-minded you don't be on the fence of somebody you don't even know what was going what's going on like you weren't there for the season when I mean Anderson Monique. Yeah, like you don't you don't know the history and relationship behind that. And like I told you, Candace is really likable for whatever reason. And so it's easy. She Candace is a manipulator. And she's a brat. She is and she is a brat. She's a and she's a princess like her mama likes to call her. But I'm not gonna you know, I don't wanna use it in the same derogatory term that her mama uses it in. Because her mommy uses it to be spiteful and to be mean. But, yeah. I will say I agree with, um, I agree with, which one of those people, Wendy or Candace? I think when Candace said something about, um, I can't remember who Ashley was talking to, but she called somebody aggressive. And every time she said the word aggressive, I was flinching because I was thinking like, okay, I hate to take it there, but these are dark-skinned women, and you're using this word, and it's making me clench a little bit. But I, I just was like, you know, this is something I would keep. I ain't going to bring it up. And then when it came up, 
that the word aggressive was being used towards them, I was thinking like, okay, because Ashley looks nice and dainty. You know, where Ashley and Monique were like, you know, I don't see it that way. I kind of did see it that way. And I, and I can see like Ashley, not that she's like, Ashley be on her black stuff, but I just did the words aggressive. It was just kind of like, mm, is that a good word to use? I mean, I don't know. It kind of gave me vibes, but then I also agree with Monique when she was like, well, y'all didn't mind calling me hood because I didn't like when Candace, like why she hood Neek all of a sudden, just because she beat your ass. Cause you had it coming. So I didn't like either one of those. I feel like certain buzzwords get put out and all that should the hood shit. No, and the aggressive shit. No, all that shit should have shut down. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I did. I I did not like you know the aggressive towards darker skinned women because it's it's just a, it's easy. It, that's easy to say. Robin said that. Even Robin was like, "Yeah, I can see that." Ain't but, nobody calling him aggressive, and, and you know who's aggressive? Uh, Giselle as fuck. That's aggression. She come out with her being. She come out the door. It's, I mean, her, her claws stay out. Right, just like when she had that instance with Monique, where Monique came to the door and she was like, "Hey, Giselle, how you doing?" And Giselle was like, nah, 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 nah. "And I was just like, God damn, can you get to the door first before you start, you know, get on my case?" But like you said, I did not. It it goes it goes the same thing. Like why y'all love to call black women when they stand up for themselves and they say something that you don't feel like they should be speaking up for or they're not going to let you they're not allowing you to treat them how you feel like you can treat them they're hood when they get loud they're aggressive when they get loud they're angry when they get loud they're um she she's you can't talk to her she's just so defensive or whatever like oh i'm i'm tired of it i'm tired of it and then somebody broke it down so simple yesterday. I'm going to see if I can find it on my IG stories. I did think I re, uh, I think I posted it. But black women go through so much. I did not. But it was Fallon. I don't know if you follow Fallon Scott. She was, she did, it works as well. Yeah. But she was, she's pregnant too. And she was saying that, um, Black women just go through so much, like, you got to go to work, and then you got to put on a smiling face to go to work. You, you know, the personalities on TV, you got to be fake and not yourself because you want to be likable to people on TV. Then you got to be a good friend, you got to be a good, you know, worker, then you got to be a good mom, and you got to be a good wife, and then you got to come home and cook dinner, and then you got to not even cook dinner, but then you got to come home and play in bed because your partner needs something from you in bed. It's like, when do we get a rest? We don't get that. We don't, we don't get that. We, we don't get that. One thing I, I said though, cause I've talked to a lot of women who have, you know, kids and families about getting a rest. One thing I will say is <clears throat> it's important for us to declare our own rest. And that's one thing yeah. I'm sure to do no matter what that, anybody feels like that looks like because I noticed that a lot of and it's nice to have your husband or your significant other or somebody you know say you hey you gonna need a break but you almost have to declare your own break because there's they're not coming in to say hey 
girl, let me give you a break. Like, I'm not about to be looking for nobody to relieve me. This is what I'm going to set up for myself. And yeah. you're going to fall in line because what I noticed in, in a family, the mom is, especially in a, a black family, the mom is like the last. Like, mm-hmm. ain't nobody giving a fuck about her, but we need you for everything. Like, don't get me wrong. Everybody loves you. Everybody wants you there to cook dinner, but nobody's actually like, hey, are you really okay? Do you, can I send you somewhere? Cause then it's like, no, nah, I need you to be here to, to hold shit down. So for me, how I'm going to operate, I'm not going to wait on nobody to come relieve me or give me a break. I'm taking a break and everybody has to fall in line because if I'm not okay, then I can't be okay to be married or, or a mom to anybody. Yeah. No, that means you want to be over here with your grandma or your auntie for the weekend while I go do whatever. I'm still going to make plans to do whatever because yeah. I need to be okay. So, yeah. You I mean, and I talked about that, you know, personally um, a couple of days ago. And I, I'm, I'm going to be transparent because it's just the only way I know how to be. But I was saying that, you know, as like, you know, I'm last in line, period. Like even today, like nobody pulled anything out for dinner. And my husband, my husband, does work later than I do, but he leaves the house later than I do. So I have to be at work at eight o'clock. I get up, I get Carson dressed. I take Carson to school. I go to work. I get off work. I pick Carson up from school. I come home. I cook dinner. And then by the time I cook dinner and eat, it's time to do it all over again, right? So my husband calls today and asks me, what's for dinner? You left the house later than I did. Why didn't you pull something out? I don't know what's for dinner. Like y'all have got to like it's it's, and I know I'm 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 this is falling on deaf ears because this is I'm sure women listen to this podcast and not a whole lot of men, but y'all have to start being. We we have to start holding our husbands accountable, period, and our spouses accountable, because I'm gonna tell you I don't know what the fuck happened to me the other day, but I was fine in the morning. By the evening, I was crying. And, and nothing had happened. And I think I was just kind of like getting overwhelmed and severely burnt out. And like, I'm with my kids all, my, my husband went out, didn't tell me how long he was going to be gone. And I try not to bother him when he's out and doing whatever and spending time with his friends. Because I want that same respect when I'm out. Don't call me. Don't bother me. Leave me alone, right? But do you actually get it when you're out? Or do you get I get a phone call or two or a text or whatever. Oh, I just want to make sure you was okay. Okay, I appreciate it. I'm fine. <laughs> but I was, I, I'm not going to lie. I was salty because he was out for a long time. And then so I kind of like gave him the cold shoulder and then the next day I said something. And it was like, all this shit is on me. All of it is like, I, yes, you, you go to, that's your responsibility to so go to work and you come home you pay the bills, right? But when did some of my responsibility get lifted off of me? Like, I will say, like, I'm not the only person who washes clothes. He washes clothes if I have not washed clothes, right? Or if something needs to be washed. But, like, I take on more of the bulk of the work because I'm the woman. It's assumed to be more of the work. But, hey, if y'all want to operate like this, you pay all the bills and I'll take care of the whole house. That's the, that's the part that falls on deaf ears because it's like... <clears throat> What what a lot of us have come into is somebody who expects a 50-50 split situation on bills, but also wants you to take over the majority of the housework. And it's like, 
that's how it should be. And it's like, when you break it down, it sounds like, oh, you're complaining, but it's like, no, you're operating in a way that you saw somebody struggle do. And I don't think it's fair for you to, you don't even realize that's a struggle way. That's not, it's not beneficial for me to go half with you. And then I got to ask you to wash the dishes. If that's the case, then we should have assumed chores around this bitch and, and, and I shouldn't have to ask you to do anything. Right, because if we we doing 50-50 and all you got to do is go to work, that benefits you more than it benefits me. All right, so... Absolutely. I mean, and I one thing I can say, <clears throat> it, it just it encourages me to just, you know, want to be on my shit more because it's like, well, we really... Even, even with, um <clears throat> on Real Housewives of Potomac, one thing Monique's husband does that gets on my nerves, he's like, well, I'm paying for it. But her point is like, we know, I know we have the money, but I set you up to help you make the effort to just call somebody and get me the help. And he's like, why can't you get your own help? And he gets to the point with that. So even if money was a thing, it's kind of like, okay. So I think Daisy even mentioned this, like if I have to hire somebody when I, you know, make, start making a lot of money, to come in and clean up and do things, outsource that shit because I'm not about to be proving that I'm some superwoman with a cape on. If somebody else can come and clean this shit up and I can I can be served elsewhere, right. yeah, I, let's do it. Right, let's, right. Why right. not? Because I mean, who says that that was just my job? I think a lot of times we enter into it without, like I said, time and time, without really saying. So who's doing this and who's doing that? It's just like, oh, we kind of most of us, right. whether we want to believe it or not, have auditioned to be married. And then now mm. we want to play the part no more. Mm. Can we can we do a podcast about auditioning? We do. Oh. I will. I want to say that you know, I'm not. I'm I'm not going to say I'm complaining because I'm not complaining. I'm just making myself aware of the shit that's going on. Uh, I'm not going to say, I'm not making it seem like my husband is just a terrible person who does not pick up any weight or do anything because he does. Like, if there's something's fucked up with the cars, he taking care of that. This He he do the man shit of the house, right? But I just cannot imagine if I was somebody who did not say anything and um, what just wanted to sit around and be, you know, depressed and not really happy with my situation. Like, there are so many women out here who are don't know how to come to their husbands and say anything to their husbands about, you know, I didn't like when you did this or I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I will say that maybe it's something he needs to work on, but my husband can be so super oblivious until I make it him aware of like, Hey, I am stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. And I think it's because I put such a good poker face on with him that I, he is oblivious and that's not something that's on his, on his, on his mind. Like, even if the kids are getting on my nerves, if Carson is crying, if I say Carson, get out of my face. And 10 minutes later, Carson is crying. I'm patting Carson up like, okay, this, this, that's just a mom thing to do. Like, this is my baby, da, 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 da. But we have to, we have got to start holding our spouses accountable if we want some relief and we want some help. It's okay and it's normal as a mom and as a spouse, as a wife or whatever, to need some relief, you need time to yourself. And I used to beat myself up all the time about, no, I got it. No, I don't need any help. No, I don't. Yes, the fuck I do. Or I'm going to fucking blow my brains out. I do need help. I need it. And not like hold them accountable for what they're actually supposed to be doing. So, it, so right. if 
I'm, do you pick Carson up in the evenings? Yeah, I do. Because Carl works so late. Like, his schedule is just, you don't know when he's going to get off. So I pick, pick Car- I drop Carson off and I pick Carson up. And so I said that I was going to say, like, okay, hey, you go to work later than I do. You can drop Carson off. Drop him off. That's what that <laughs> we can start there. Like, just, you know, whatever it looks like for, you know, you holding that person accountable and then not waiting for them to come in and give you a break. Because, I mean, every man could, you know, everybody could have a, you know, good man or whatever, yeah. every, you know, but they're only going to do what you allow them to do. So if, if you, and not necessarily maliciously, just like, well, she got it. So if you, you know, don't ever ask for help or allow a break, at no point is he going to come and say, hey, I see you working hard. They don't really like see that. They just live in, they're right. seeing a bigger picture. They're not looking at the the details of who bought the laundry detergent, who bought the soap, who had to go spend their weekends at the store washing. They don't really give a fuck about any of that. And so they're not coming to deliver you here. Here's no break. Thanks for carrying my fucking child. Like, they're not going to do that. So it's up to you to put in your break and hold them responsible. Like, hey, I'll be here. I need you to do this, this, and this. And that's boom. So, you know, if you want a break, you know, and a lot of people can make you try to feel a type of way about you know how you should be as a married woman. Listen, listen. You can kiss my ass, uh, Yvette. You can you can actually open up the the cheeks of my ass crack and lick it and wow. kiss it, and you can actually massage my booty cheeks while you're doing it. Because listen, this is not 1942. This is not 1957. This is not 1968. And matter of fact, it's not 1976. You stated in your situation. And you were miserable because that's how you had to operate at your time. I right. don't have to operate. And it's a, it's a different time. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. And I'm feeling the fuck good, okay? We don't have to do that. Yvette, I would just like you to bring a wet wipe if you want to do what Brittany asked you to do. You might want to wipe hey. her first or wipe no, your mouth. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. I hope they sold out at the store. Don't bring no motherfucking wet wipes. Don't. Eat my ass. Shut the fuck up. Actually, and let's let, can you write this down as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, black women, older black women. I don't want to say versus younger black women, but the stigma. Like one thing my grandmother told me when I got married, like lit, like the very next day is I came in the house with sweats because you know how that night was night after the wedding. I came in the house with sweats and she was like, oh, you got to look nice for your husband at all times. Listen, ma'am, I just got my back broke, okay? I'm tired, okay? The one thing about it, the pussy's still sitting in the sweats. It sure, it, and it's sick. I see where you coming from. I'm not always trying to be around here looking dusty, like, you know, this pregnancy, that's one thing, this pregnancy has really been hard because I feel like I just look like dust but at the end of the day like you know you dress up every now and then but i live with you i see you looking dusty you know i'm not saying dust is the i but don't come on here that that was just too soon too much too soon yeah so as stated start holding these people accountable these men accountable and guess what if he he don't want to be held accountable if he complaining because he gotta watch his kids or if he want to if he if he uses the term babysit his kids, that's not the man for you. That is not the man for you. That is not the man for you because guess what? You don't babysit. You you get paid to babysit. What about watch? 
Don't forget no, I'm not. I'm, no, I gotta watch my kids. What? Can you watch so and so while I go to the store? Um, I'm going to the store, so it's understood what's happening because when you go somewhere else, that's understood, right? Okay, so we both gotta understand it because this ain't just mine. Can you watch the kids? Fuck out of here. You can watch my back walk out the door. Kiss my ass, sir. If I bounce to the and but then but then I want to say this on the flip side and then we could be done with this. Don't criticize what he does and how he does it. That him that. operate in his way and you operate in your way. And then like a show be like uh uh-uh. and then when you're parenting together, you merge those two styles together. Merge them together. You want him to do this shit with the kids? He may fling the motherfucking babies with his, they damn wrist over his head like a motherfucking helicopter. Like a helicopter. Petey Pablo. But guess what? Oh, wow. Why the kids calm? That's, that's his parenting style. You shut the fuck up and you worry about the shit you got to worry about and go about your day and get your nails and shit done. Hey, if the house is in disarray when you come back, he need to clean that shit up. Not you. Okay? Let him do the shit he needs to do to keep the kids quiet and keep it calm because he's only doing what he knows how to do the best way he can, okay? That's true. And I could I could see, like, as a mom, you'd want things like certain things we do out of things, you know, we would know would be best. And it probably is the better way to do it. So you would want everybody to kind of operate that way because it makes sense in your mind. Like, you've seen me do this. Do it that way. Right. But then that way just might not be that way, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be okay with that. Right. I guess it's hard to be okay with it, though, but Because TBH, kids are two different kids when they with their mama and when they with their daddy. It's two separate kids. Like, when you with your daddy, you a whole different kid, but when you with me, you're totally different. Word. So, let them... Let the child bond with daddy how they bond. And yeah. when you get around, you and the child bond a totally different way. Because guess what? Hopefully, your spouse isn't, you know, dictating how you and your child are doing shit. So, let him operate how he operates, and you go on about your business. And that's some period. Because if you got something to say, you might as well just shut the fuck up and stay at home and be with the baby all day. And that's on when, when, when. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on Mary ain't having no more lambs. And that's on, whoo, goddamn. Bad. This is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I need to, let's take a break. And we're back. I do want to say one good thing about working at Planned Parenthood is I have to walk up three flights of stairs. Oh, you have to And I've had to increase my water intake because what I'm not going to do is be fat and walk up three flights of stairs and wear a mask. Oh. That's a heart attack waiting to happen. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been, you know, I've been eating really, really healthy since I've been there. Like yesterday I had cucumbers and hummus and a salad. Another day. What did I have today? Can't remember what I had to say, but I've been eating like I've been eating healthy and drinking tons of water. I've been able to 
take the notches in my belt a little more. So that's what's up. I've been losing some water weight because who chat? Man, that's what's yeah. up. You um, are you so you're able to drink at your desk and stuff? Yes, but what I found out today is like they they like to bring you wine at work. Excuse me. Not on the clock. On the clock. Okay. They like to bring you shark coochie boys and stuff. So, like, what is the makeup of the office as far as like demographics? Um, we have a whole floor for Hispanic people who need to translate, and right, uh, you know, Arabic. Indian people, Arabic. Yes, thank you. Uh, Arabic people, and we have a whole translation on the second floor. Um, it's 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 really diverse. It's a mix okay. of black and white. Um, doctors are black and white. It's really chill. I'm up on the third floor, and there's not too many people up there. I have my own office. Uh, it's really nice. That's good. That sounds really cool. I don't know why I just <laughs> never mind. Anywho, um... <laughs> yes. I'm even. I'm scared to even want to. Okay. So, um. This is usually the segment, the audacity segment, where niggas had had the audacity, and I don't know how long we've been on the break, been uh, lots of weeks, mm-hmm. and there's been plenty of audacity, but oddly enough, I don't have one. Yes. Okay. Do you have one? Um, a lot of people have been audacious. <laughs> it's just a lot of it going around out I don't really have one, but one thing I do want to say is, and we we jotted this down as a topic, you know, as an episode, but just mind yourself. Mind your own business. Um, I get tired of men saying what women should do, and I get tired of women saying what men should do. I think we should all just collectively work on ourselves. I think we should all parent our inner child here i think we should all break generational curses and i think that we should all worry about ourselves and then i want people who are not married to i want single people to stay out of married people business (laughs) and i want married people to stay out of single people business i don't i want that too um so that's just all I have to say. The life, I have a little poem that I like to say every now and again. <laughs> and it goes like, you know, how great life would be if you worried about you and not me. And that's my poem. Um, get the fuck out of my business. Now stay the fuck out of yours. Cause ain't no money, ain't none of my money in your business, okay? Sure, man. I ain't investing. Let's put that in the shirt. Ain't none of my money in your business. Thank you. I really like that. Ain't none of my money in your business. That's not where the money resides. Is in your business. <laughs> <laughs> none of my money in your business. Yes. But yes, that's that's all I have. Well, what she said. I can't wait. I, I 
you know, I've been in this house like it's the first stage of quarantine. I don't see nobody. I see my mom. I see my sister every now and then. And I see my husband when he get home. Mm -hmm. I don't see nobody else. Yeah. So, I ain't, can't nobody be in my business right now. And the first opportunity when we get to go back outside and play, why am I looking forward to having to tell somebody to mind their business? Oh, we I can't wait. Is you in my business? Uh, uh don't do that. Are you Are you telling me about the child I pushed out? Ooh, actually, you gotta open your book up and lick your finger. Like, ooh, I think that's my business. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to that. Like, mm. okay, so it'll be. I'll be. I'll be in the house. You know, mm. on the in the first stages of quarantine again for a while. When it get hot, baby, I'm, my shorts is. I'm putting my shorts on. I'm finding somewhere to go. So y'all need to clear up this shit outside. You know, it, it, it would be different if you was in my business to be helpful, uh, but you're in my business to be nosy. Always. That's always the intention. What you can always. do is just like, uh, what, what I saw her name was, Yvette, Evelyn, what her number? You can take your left palm and your right palm. You can insert them into my ass cheeks, spread them apart, but not too far because that hurts. And then... Kiss my ass. Okay? Well, at least you know y'all ain't got to lick it this time, Evelyn. She did all that. She got all the residuals. So you just kiss it this time. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So. I have my motherfucking business. But not that anybody has been in mine. But yeah, go ahead. Cause it do sound personal, and that's a word. It's not. It's just I, I'm tired. Like y'all got so many motherfucking opinions. How y'all got so many opinions, and we in the house? <laughs> that's what I'm. We saying. still here, almost a hundred, uh, three hundred and sixty-five later. We in the same goddamn place. How y'all got so many opinions? Cause y'all been out in them streets. Get yours in the house, and stop running in and out. South, ain't nobody from the South going in the house. The South is open, so yeah. I just oh, I do have it. I have an audacity. I've been drinking. If y'all can't tell, hello, it's me. What I want to say to Governor Lee of Tennessee, oh, kiss my motherfucking ass. You're the only governor who will not mandate a mask mandate for your state. Um, you're leaving it up to the mayors. There's some place like we went to uh, Humboldt, Tennessee. We went to Jackson. There's a little town outside of Jackson for my mother-in-law's uh, birthday celebration. We went to a winery. And so I go into the winery. I forget my mask in the car just because, you know, I'm st it's still, to be honest, it's old news, but it's still new, Right. So, I was like, I told the girl, I was like, oh, shit, I'm sitting here talking to you with no mask on. I'm going to go run and get my mask. And she's like, oh, we don't have a mask mandate here. It's not required. No, it's not? 
she was like no you don't have to have it but we just wear it out of courtesy for you know the people here so you know when you if you come back downstairs and you, you don't see anybody with masks on just don't be alarmed alarm i'm gonna be alarmed i'm gonna be a motherfucking fire station alarm i'm gonna be alarmed okay so governor lee has decided to defund schools in shelby county because they are not in school physically so he's decided to defund schools because they are not in school physically. And to that, I just want to say a mighty fuck you, sir, because Shelby's County is leading, is the county that is leading the state in coronavirus cases. Um, okay. That means he's not, he's not pushing any funding through at all. So what does that mean? Like He's not pushing any funding through because I was reading today that says, you know, you have to at least be in school 70 days out of the year of the school year to be able to get funding so what this means is so he's not getting any credit for people being in school because um he, he's not getting any funding to him because shelby county is not in school where the surrounding areas in shelby county like tipton county um even like bartlett which is technically like a subsidy in memphis or whatever their children are in school a couple couple days out of the the week mm. shelby county has decided hey where is the shelby county is leading in deaths and in cases of coronavirus we are not going to bring these children into school so you don't care about your you're defunding schooling for these children but you, so that means you don't care about their education. You actually don't care about the livelihoods of these children. You definitely don't give a fuck about these teachers because behind healthcare workers, teachers should be first in line to get these motherfucking vaccines if if you want to get these children back in school. You yeah, I do want to get these children back in school because that's how you get your motherfucking money. But you want to underpay these teachers as well. And then you want to put more kids on top of these goddamn teachers as they're doing virtual learning, like they can handle this. My my daughter told me a couple of weeks ago, her teacher had a motherfucking breakdown in school. Her teacher was crying in class because she had somebody who died of coronavirus and she made her children turn all their cameras on because she did not want to feel alone. Ooh, I'm finna cry. This shit, this coronavirus shit, y'all, She had like a family member die of COVID? Her, I want to say it was either her brother or her cousin. Pass. It was either or. But y'all don't care about these. And, and I want to say Shelby County is mostly black. Yeah. Y'all don't care about black people. Y'all don't. But it, and outside of it being black and white, it's a green. Y'all care about the green shit. Y'all don't care about the lives and all that shit. But when you dead and gone, that green don't mean shit to you. It, you cannot take it with you. It, it serves you no purpose after that. It's a piece of fucking paper. And what the fuck would you do if they said, hey, the U.S. dollar means shit to us no more. We can't do shit with it. 
fuck you to the governor. The only thing that I can agree with you on is not making the vaccine a, a requirement for children to go to school. Because I'm not, I'm not going to give my children that vaccine. I'm not going to do it. But if you want to open up schools, you should say, hey, teachers, if you want to get this vaccine, you can get the vaccine, you can go back to class. If you do not want to get the vaccine, you can stay at home. Hey, you need to wear a mask. Mask mandate is something that's mandatory. Um, I'm just... <laughs> I'm outdone and this really has made me like a couple people have reached out to me and want to put things together so we can, you know, work to work to turn Tennessee blue. But I think that's gonna be a lot harder than that was turning Georgia blue. Cause it's some motherfucking hillbillies in Tennessee. You, you think you think the further south you go is hillbillies? Them hillbillies are in Tennessee, Arkansas, and uh, Alabama, and Mississippi, and that's it. So I just, these, ch these children do not matter, and I cannot wait. These children don't matter to these white Republicans, these brown children specifically. I cannot wait till they grow up and be able to change the world and get your decrepit ass out of here. And that's my audacity for today. I was really um, upset when I started. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, where does that leave everybody? I, I Like, my mind, I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. So that, that means, like, that, that means, like, the children who were getting, um, t they have a program called the Pandemic EBT program, where, hey, like, if you were, if your children were getting free lunch, they were giving you food stamps for you and your children to sustain because your children are eating you out of fucking house and home. Your children are eating a lot more because they're at home. Your children are not just eating breakfast and dinner at home. They're eating snacks. They're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner at home. They're eating whatever the fuck. They're eating the motherfucking TVs. They're eating everything. So they were giving children like, okay, from this month to this month, we're giving you a lump sum of money so you can buy groceries for your children. That means funding for that is gone. That means people who are um, severely low income, they don't have that funding anymore. Fuck me, so, fuck somebody who is middle class. Well, don't fuck me, but fuck somebody who is middle class who can you know, be okay with stretching their dollar out. But what about the people who are low income and don't have the extra money on top of whatever they need for their children. And not only that, we can get into motherfucking food deserts and shit like that, talking about that. About children need more than motherfucking noodles and Doritos to sustain. Like, come on, y'all. Like, this shit, this shit goes so much further than black and white and I don't like you because you're this and you're that. This shit is so deep, like a motherfucking sequoia tree. Them roots are planted in racism and i'm so tired of this shit i'm over it and so fuck you to the governor i plan on writing an email letters whatever this shit is not fair these children do not deserve it it's not their fault because it's a pandemic i'm over well, it okay so aside from the ebt card that them not funding that there's other stuff that's going to be heavily impacted besides just that though right yes like 
is there yeah. going to be a school system? Who's paying the teachers? Like, right. So I don't, I don't, I don't even know. But you know what? I found out. I don't know how true this is, but I didn't know teachers get like one check a year. Somebody told me that they get like their whole check at one time. Is that true? I mean, okay. every area is different. And what I do know from from what my aunt tells me, um, she she's a teacher at PG County Schools in Maryland. I think they can, you can decide if you want your check split up versus like for the whole. Let's say the teachers are only working ten months out of the year, you know, barring the two summer months. So you can get your check split up over the whole twelve months like normal, or you can get it split up for the ten months. But one check a year, no, that's not how it goes. Not not for any teachers I know. So like like you said, they're you're you're already paying the teachers in dog shit in the first place. <laughs> you're you're already paying them in that, and so now we're just. I don't, I try, I don't know. The defunding that 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 language is very scary because what all are we right? Y'all y'all refuse to defund the motherfucking police who get paid trillions of dollars to kill black people. Y'all refuse to do that, but you it's easier to defund a school system or you know y'all y'all want to if if you want to carry out this white agenda and these white histories fund the school. Fund them. What what is it hurting you for children to learn? But y'all so hell bent on children to go to fuck to school. Y'all want them to go back to school, but you don't want to fund them. I don't, it don't it, it don't, don't make no sense. It don't make sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And so then when it's a when this shit is not settled next year and it's 2022 and we still still the fuck at home. How the children who are starting a new school year, how are they going to get computers? They can't because you have defunded the schools. And so you feel like defunding the schools is going to make people say, okay, well, let's go back to school. So you don't, first of all, you don't care about kids dying because they're not your fucking kids. Because you can afford for your kids to go to charter schools or private schools or whatever. And it's it wants not, to see the kids dying. The kids that live with their grandmas and stuff, they got to come right. back home to that shit. So like, you, you just don't give a fuck because you got nannies and shit to take care of your kids if you want to keep your kids the fuck at home. And I get, I, I can bet money your fucking kids are at home. His fucking wife had coronavirus and he just, he didn't even, he didn't even enforce it then. He didn't enforce the mandate then. I suggest that you wear your mask and we're going to close restaurants and da 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 at 10 o'clock. Okay, yeah, bitch, because coronavirus goes away at 10 or 1 p.m. <laughs> you. The fuck? Because I didn't know it had a um, curfew. It do. Obviously, it do. So, guess what? I can, in an hour and a half, I can go outside and, you know, free ball it. Free ball my oxygen, because who gives a fuck? Obviously, not the governor. And one more, one more governor I want to tell off. Uh, governor in Kentucky, he's being they're filing uh, articles of impeachment to impeach him because of how he handled the Breonna Taylor case. And I hope you are in oh, bitch. I hope you, I hope you and your white wife do not have a job. Fuck <laughs> you. And I hope that you um, ride in hell. I hope I really hope you do. Um, because 
What's his name? Um, uh, something Cameron. Daniel Cameron. Okay. Um, because Brianna Tucker didn't even have a chance to get married. So who, who is filing? Three, three jurors on the case of when he. Uh, I I want to say it correctly, but Carson has my phone. But when they did the, when they went to trial. Mm-hmm to see if they could prosecute the police or whatever. I'm, I'm sure I'm saying this wrong, but he did not present evidence as a homicide oh, case. I remember he, that. He didn't present it as a homicide case. So there are three jurors on the jury who are looking to... Hold on. So the three of the jurors on the case are filing articles to impeach him, and I definitely hope he's impeached. And I do want to say, Black people, let's go ahead and start being proactive and more pay more attention to our legal system and stuff like that because yes it has fucked us over but I feel like now there is a new dawn with uh, millennials and the generation behind us to where we can we're paying more attention right I'm not I'm not gonna say paying more attention but we are holding I don't even know how I want to phrase it I feel like we're more philanthropic than before and there were not that there weren't a lot of philanthropic like efforts um before us but now it just seems like a lot of a lot of people have the attitude well you know ain't no point of vote huh i'm not gonna put up with your shit no more that too but then there's still a lot of us that are like well what can we do about it and like nah 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 we got to get out of that what can we do about it because there's actually something that we can do if everybody's taking a part of well we can't do nothing about it then you just pretty much kind of okay with shit just being that way when really if y'all get out and vote locally no it's not gonna be no you know racism won't just go away but you'll have a lot more say so what goes on in your community and you'll know who's making the decisions behind your school boards shit like that where we just choose to just complain and be like i don't know what they doing but ain't nobody nowhere when it's time to be elected because i had to work yeah not knowing that you could legally take the time off to go vote and i want to like me and you will talk about this later because I got a little theory behind this now that you say something but start paying attention to your electives and 2022 when it's time November 8th 2022 when it's time to elect Bill Lee's motherfucking ass out of here I will be electing his ass out of here and I hope I have a team of people behind me because this is fucking ridiculous I've been saying that I wanted to get into the PTA board and start doing stuff like that up more um, with politics, fuck you, fuck your mama, fuck your daddy, <laughs> fuck your children, fuck your wife, fuck everybody with your name attached to fuck you, because what you're not going to do, on your whole and that's, that's on your lineage, bitch, because what you're not going to do is fuck with mine, and that's on you. Well, and that's my audacity. That was really passionate. Well, it was very <laughs> passionate, very uh, political, very from the heart. That girl and having some. That girl uncomfortable because she's standing up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for talking your head off. Man. No, you say what you need to say. Oh, so, I need this release. Go ahead. We're going to do a stone real quick. 
this week's stone of the week is called lapidolite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say it again for confidence. This is this week's stone of the week is called lapidolite. Period. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a good friend named Brittany. She sent me a box full of wonderful things for my child and I. And she included this wonderful stone that I really needed and I really appreciate it. Um, so just a brief description of the stone. It's it's purple-ish in color. The one I have is anyway. And it's a stone of a stone for calmness, trust, relaxing, and it has, you know, obviously a calm a calming effect. Um a stone of transformation and it helps with postpartum depression and I am going to be actually having a project I'm going to make a necklace out of this it's going to be really cute um, just so I can have it on me and wear it without having to remember to put it in my pocket or losing it I just want to make it a piece of jewelry because I think this will be very helpful to me um, during my um, along my postpartum journey so thank you for that Brittany of course, of course, you know, postpartum has a special place in my heart, so I just wanted to give that to you. Yeah, we don't talk about it enough. No, we don't. We should. We should do after you have your postpartum journey, whether it's, you know, totally different from mine, we should definitely have a conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I just, now I, ha- I hear a lot more women are I feel like almost, I want to feel like almost everybody goes through it, but nobody wants to admit it. And now a lot more people are saying, yeah, I had it. I, I went yeah. through it, you know. Yeah. So anyway. So what are you manifesting for this week? Um, I'm, I'm manifesting productivity. I've been doing a very good job of keeping myself productive. I'm manifesting uh, so much more gratitude. I will go to sleep every night instead of saying prayers. I am practicing gratitude instead of saying prayers. I wake up with gratitude. So I want to manifest productivity and gratitude for the week. What about you? I'm manifesting some a little bit of energy. I have some things I need to get done around here um, and the ability to follow through with those things. Um, I made myself a whole list of things to do today and I literally did like two of them and I was like damn the energy is just not there so I'm manifesting that I'm manifesting continued um um, gratitude because I found myself just being a lot more grateful in a different headspace lately and also um the spirit of giving and I was saying you know even if that's giving somebody a space in my mind a thought to think about them you know just being okay with giving you know a little time whatever just the spirit of giving so energy gratitude and a little giving is what I'm manifesting for this week I'm glad you said giving because when we get to the announcements I have something to say about giving and then we're going to talk about giving next time I host the podcast. But yeah, I'm glad you said that. Well, good. Do you have any announcements? No. Okay. Well, one announcement I do have is I've gotten together with my friend Latasha 
And what we're going to do is we are going to, if you're listening to this episode and you follow me on Instagram, I am Black Girl Manifest at Inst- on Instagram. I am Brittany Davis on Facebook. Um, what we're doing is we're partnering together. We are going to give a mother who is in need, um, who has been affected by the panoramic, um, has children under 18, and um, is of low income or um, medium, you know, um, status, we are going to give this mother $40 a piece so she can either get lunch or get something she needs for her baby. Um, I know it's not a lot, but, you know, starting is what makes a difference. So be looking out for that post on Facebook and on Instagram. We're going to do $80 collectively. So yeah, be looking out for that post. What you're going to do is you're going to nominate a mother who is truly in need. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll take it from there. So yeah, just be looking out for the post on Facebook. And So that is great news. Thank you, thank you. All right, guys. Well, this has been fun to connect with my friend. Yes. Talk our shit. Yes, yes, yes. All right, y'all. Well, I guess we will be hearing from, well, seeing y'all next time. Next week? Next week. We back. We're just doing a snake. All right, guys. We love you. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, bitches. Bye.